Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank all my patron supporters at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me in what I'm doing. Big shout-outs to my senior producers. We have Ventus Official, my parents, love you mom and dad, and also PK Smokey with Eternal Project. Thank you all for your support. I would like to introduce PGH Carol as the kind of person who says, chic dash attack into forward air? Nah. Captain Falcon down air to knee? Nah. But Only one what, the cat. But what about Marth <laughs> edge cancel dare to dare? Mm, nah. It needs to be more. But what about <laughs> what about Sidward Jigglypuff rollout onto back onto Randall rollout bounce around? What about that? Hmm, this pleases okay, me. Somewhere. Look no further for the royalty of creative combos than PGH Carol, who joins us here on the BSM pod. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing tonight? Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. This is, uh, you know, I listen, I get down with the, the bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast. If which, I may ask. Way, sorry, go which, ahead. By the way, uh, do you still feel like you're at the bottom of the Smash Mountain, my man? You're kind of. You're getting there, you know. I the don't mindset, know how rebranding. The, goes, the, the mindset is is always here because if I'm going to invite all, not all, let me rephrase. If I'm going to invite virtually or almost, you know, I got an asterisk there. I can protect myself. If I can invite nearly anybody who likes Smash and Melee in particular on, and we could talk about it, and it's super cool, and they care about it, not as much as maybe Mango does, maybe not as much as squid the cat or pgh carol does but if you have melee in your life you become a very interesting person to me and there are so many more of us down here than there are the singular or even the one at the top so yeah it's it's a it's not only just the fact that i started off at the bottom i i still think of myself as someone who's lighting right riding low sorry i was switching my letters I'm, I'm riding low and i'm enjoying the fact that even if i haven't done big numbers, ooh, go crazy. It's not the goal. So that's also a reminder to myself, I'm not trying to take this and turn it into a media mogul empire. And I don't even know, I don't even know how realistic that would be for somebody like me anyway. There are Ludwigs and then there are me, the people who are just saying, we can stop here. We don't have to push this envelope any further. I, I'm just like to live within my means. So when I called it that, I thought, what if I'm big someday? But I thought, I, then then I'll get big headed. I need to I need to have a name that'll r- remind me to remember the roots. Remember the people who wanted to talk to me when I had no listeners. You know, like shout outs to JD and Wasabi up up in you know NYC. Shout outs to Patty from Austin Melee. Those kind of people who said you're worth our time, and that was a very encouraging start for me podcast people they stick together they uh they got each other's backs uh any podcast that i've ever done melee wise i know that you have tuned into or left a comment or like said hey that was really great you know what i mean so <laughs> i know you guys stick together and you uh you know, you're always listening I'm trying to respect the struggle. I'm I'm thinking about the Drinking Alone podcast, which does not sound like a melee podcast, but they've had on <laughs> they've had like on Eddie podcast. Mexico, who I would love to interview someday. So nice you know, it's it, it's even it's even the down low to the flow podcast still coming up. When Squid the Cat was doing Sunday morning melee, or it might have not. I just messaged him and I told him you really missed <laughs> the opportunity to go with uh, Squid the Chat. <laughs> 
Blew it. <laughs> it's a great Blew idea. It, yeah. See the creativity. Nick does it again. Exactly. Nick does it again. Already getting super creative with Squid the chat. That's. I, I, I feel bad that I didn't think I about that. <laughs> what oh, would you yeah. name your podcast if you started one? Well, drinking alone is already uh, taken, I guess. So. <laughs> uh, what would the name of my podcast be? Uh, get me out of this house. No, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to stew on it. I still like you know. Uh, I'm currently working. I'm I'm doing the same thing I always do, where I, I work on a combo video and I hoard clips on my computer for like two, three years until I feel like it's good enough, and then I finally release it. And I don't even have a name. I kind of have a vague idea of music, but bunch of cool stuff uh, but like i don't know there's still i have so many ideas i have a folder that's just called you know ideas and it's it's one of those folders that's so large that like windows has to take a second to like put it in the right order and like it actually like <laughs> it populates it actually takes the time mm -hmm. to populate yeah, it yeah. shouts to out to because... your ram or cpu or something maybe not being first generation but also <laughs> but also the sheer volume of clips that you keep to yourself. You're like, you know, there, there are these artists that release music every year. It seems like I'm thinking of people like Taylor Swift, but even still, I'm sure she has countless songs that are just hidden forever. Always will right. be that the super fans go, ah, oh, we would love that anyway, but nobody else cares about, right. of course. So, you know what I want to do? And, and I'm not above the idea of if I, if this next convo video that I make, and it's probably going to be my last because I think the, the format, is kind of dying where like it's not doing me any good to keep just hoarding the clips and just come out with something every couple of years i gotta you know constantly be throwing my stuff out there you know you kind of you know you're out of the conversation for a little bit but I, I i like the quality and i like putting substance into things so that's why i do it but uh it's probably gonna be the last i do in this round but i'm not above pulling a wu-tang and selling my combo video to the highest bidder just like you know what i just made this combo video it took me like four years you know slime i bet you slime would buy it you know just and never show anybody just show like his friends in person and uh we could talk about it like that like a like a legend you know i'm thinking about the concept of another big fundraising event that melee does you know that every once in a while there's a there's a calling a calling that we all hear and i have not been directly involved with the ones of the past that you would have been except for gen assist i was not part of five days of melee and certainly not part of the evo 2013 spirit bomb but when it comes to that kind of an event and you come out of the woodworks and say well i've been sitting on this for a little while and i'm ready to you know some of it goes to charity some of it goes to me or all of it goes to charity i don't know i'm not going to dictate to you what to do with your own stuff but that's that's that would yeah. I think that would go that would go pretty, pretty well. Pretty noble. Yeah, that could uh I can get some people rolling, donating the money, you know. Next time there's a big uh whatever. Something worth thinking about. Also, somewhere. we have a shouts out from we have a shouts out from KAO seven 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 zero KO in chat. Yeah, uh Pittsburgh Ultimate guy who I had the pleasure of meeting uh weeks ago at the celebration of life we had my dear friend Aaron the Lake Fieldstein. Uh but never met him. Uh but I met him and he was he was a cool guy. 
I, I have a lot of respect for the the ultimate scene. Kind of know some of them. Want to want to work more with ultimate? You know what I mean? I in melee, I've done a million things. I've TO'd. I've commentated at like various levels. I've made content. I've been a player. You know this and that. I've pretty much did everything that someone can do in this uh, you know realm. But, you know, when I think about, like, tournaments, uh, I used to run my regions, like, Arcadian. And something that we used to do uh, that I thought was really fun. So we did, it was kind of like an Arcadian, and uh, there was, like, a pro bracket kind of thing for all the PR players that couldn't enter that. But we also did a doubles event, the Pro-Am doubles, where the PR players of the region would draft. Uh, from the unranked players, and they every team would have a ranked player and an unranked player. Now, my idea one day, and I don't know how feasible it is, but it would be cool to do something with like melee players and ultimate players, where like you play teams in both games, and you have to have the same partner, and uh, you know, kind of like pick each other, and then you have one melee player and one ultimate player. Oh, yeah. yes, something like that. There's a couple ideas like that, and then uh, you know. I kind of miss, like, I don't know. I'm part of, uh, you know, two different scenes, obviously. I've been in the Pittsburgh scene forever, and then I live in Cleveland now, so I'm in the Northeast Ohio region, too. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's just where I'm at, or that's kind of across the board, where, like, Melee, and right now it's Ultimate, but before it was Brawl and Smash 4, it kind of separates a little more. We used to be, like happy that someone got a venue so like all the smash was invited we were all in the same <laughs> venue i knew more of the brawl people and uh smash 4 people when we were all occupying the same space but now those scenes are so established and i know pittsburgh has their own weekly uh for ultimate and melee and they're kind of like separate but uh you know i kind of miss having the uh the other guys across the room playing the weird game and every so often in between you know, games, you got to be like, hey, you know, how's your day going? Oh, I lost the seat. Oh, that sucks. I, do, I got wobbled. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is great. You and me, we get, we get each other. <laughs> so, okay. So you're, you're talking about not only the fact that you've done a lot of things with Melee already, uh, run the table on a lot of different things. Um, I mean, aside from chasing, winning a major, which sounds like no thank you, but yeah. Do you, do you enjoy playing Ultimate at all? Uh, if you could like remove yourself from Melee completely. Oh, that game where you say you cannot play your favorite Smash game. So which one would you migrate to? Mm. Uh, no, I would. If I had the time, and I know you'll uh, understand what I'm saying. You know, I mean, uh, work full time, two kids. Uh, you know, I barely have enough time to play the Melee that I want to play. But I would like to play uh, more Ultimate. I just uh, I don't have the time to really get my foot in the door on it. Uh, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed it when it came out. I play a little Donkey Kong. Uh, mm. Eve, you know, I feel like this is something that a lot of Melee players like feel. But like all I see on my timeline when I see Ultimate clips are Steve clips. And I also see the Steve hate, but I see the Steve clips. I'm like, this character's cool. I wish we had this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe my Steve arc, you know, will come one day. I got a son who uh, is five and he really, you know, enjoys, you know, the, the video games that we have and we have ultimate. So he likes playing that. And, you know, 
So maybe one day, but uh, no, I I used to play. I would never say I'm really good at it, but I did play brawl at those tournaments I was talking about where melee and brawl were at the same place, and I really liked playing brawl. I really liked uh, my character, Zero Suit Samus. I was definitely the best Zero Suit in Pittsburgh. There's no, not a question. And if anyone else tried to play, I did it them, and it was, uh, you know. I knew enough. I knew how to glide toss. I knew all the like cool uh like <laughs> zero suit samus stuff. So plus I, like the, the down smash, the stun, it was so cool. It's just a cool character. I, I always enjoyed that even though Brawl didn't have wave dashing and people complained about the lack of L canceling and if Brawl were relevant now, people would be complaining about how ICs are still somehow not banned, that kind of thing. But it oh, yeah, had yeah. a it lot could. It had a lot of techniques that you wouldn't know unless you went out and found them. It was kind of like melee in that sense. Now, of course, you can't help the fact that most of the physics of the game are just not for competitive in the sense that we that we appreciate melee for. But you know, there's the Dacus. There's Dacus is sick. Yes, and uh... <laughs> it's so fun to do that with Snake, yeah. or even or even during chain grabs with Falco. And I knew I can't chain grab this character beyond this percent. I've memorized it for certain characters where I go, I can't down throw beyond a certain percent, but I can slide up smash and still get them before they can mm-hmm. jump out. So smooth looking, and uh, yeah, uh, I've also got a lot of ideas about things in melee and certain things in melee from watching other games too which you you kind of like see something cool in ultimate standards or like brawl standards you're like huh that kind of reminds me of this in melee and i go back and no one's ever done this so i definitely sometimes will take inspiration from what i see in other games and take it to melee that's uh that's not unheard of i've done that a million times (laughs) what would you say is one that comes to mind right this moment um, I'm trying to remember. I think my has been uh, super out of like the other games for a, for a while. But no, I definitely there, there's definitely something I I could I couldn't answer that right now. That I'd be like searching the memory banks. Instead of talking about your origin story, how about we talk about what you see as a future? And I'll chip in with this as well because I have two kids. Ellie's about to turn five, so. Yes, your son might have been born in 2017 as well, or 2016. Neither here nor there. Point being, if you have your whole arc with Smash as of now so far, you're not the same as your parents before you. They probably weren't playing Smash when they had the chance when you were a youngin. So as it stands now, what do you think about your kids playing any game competitively or if it happens to be smash like what do you think of when i say that hmm. uh this is something we like to think about pretty often too because i've i've taken my son to uh a tournament or two and he's 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 so cute he he calls them smash parties he doesn't call them smash tournaments he's like we're gonna go to the smash party and i'm like yeah uh and yeah he he enjoys it and he and he likes video games a lot um so I don't want to, you know, I'm I'm not the type of parent to just, like, let my kid in front of, like, something for a while so I don't have to, like, be there so he's occupied. Plus, I feel like, you know, it's good to be bored and you don't always need to be stimulated. Like, my, there's there's not a tablet in this house uh, or anything like that. Uh, so what I, so what we came up with is, like, you know, he really likes it and we'll let him play on the weekend. Uh, but then it also got to the point where, like... <laughs> I don't know, like, he, 
you really look forward to the weekends like a lot which is like fine but then like you know during the week he's like is it the weekend yet and like, <laughs> no, you know, there's there's life to be lived between you know monday through friday uh, and nonsense he's, he's the game really into it but like so were we i don't know maybe parenting is so weird no yeah <laughs> our, par- our parents didn't know how to do it and mm-hmm. you know it's something that you're never ready for only like you know crazy people plan children no one actually does that so we're all just <laughs> making it up as we go but i i but to get back to the question that you asked i i wouldn't be opposed I, there's so many things that smash has given me in my journey and i've been playing competitively since like 2008 you know a little maybe a little before or after but uh it's given me so much and it's taught me so many things i've met so many people like i didn't know how to ride uh, a public transit bus before i needed to, you know what i mean like i was like oh i want to go to this tournament uh but i don't have a car because i'm like not old enough to drive yet but you know, I'm going to learn how to ride a bus so I can go down. Life skill, baby. Right. Yeah. Things like that. There's, there's countless, you know, things like that, but like, you know, helps you progress. Yeah. You know, I think there's a Polish tweet that I really liked. It's like smash is once again, you know, making me become a better person. And that's dope, you know, or like <laughs> something along those lines, but yeah, that's, it's true. Finding a community of people who enjoy the same thing that you do is a big deal. It's not just about competing. When you go to locals, it's not somebody getting into like this really overly advanced state of severe anxiety over the fact that their bracket performance was not what it was supposed to be and going, oh no, I'm going to drop down a few spots in my local PR. Of course, there is possibly somebody like that, but you don't have to be that way. But I always tell people no one cares. No one actually cares. You know how many people I've beaten in my life? And on the flip side, you know how many people I've lost to in my life that you've never heard of? You know, it's just nobody remembers those but you. And once you realize that, there's like a big weight off your like shoulders. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I lost a glue sniffer 753. It's like no one's going to remember that but you. You know, it's <laughs> you were playing in the corner of a venue on a CRT. Yeah, you got to go report it, but no one, no one cares. <laughs> you know, so don't take these losses like crazy hard. Uh, and a lot of people I feel like struggle. Like no one cares. I've lost to everybody. I've beaten everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think about Mango and people go, well, everybody remembers that Mango lost to Viswiggle. And I go, okay, but are you Mango? No, you're not. So they won't remember the fact that you lost to, that you lost to Burger and Fries. I, I've seen Mango lose to my roommate who didn't know how to wave dash he was so hammered at a tournament <laughs> uh at the time uh shout out to the legend that is ohio mango when uh he found out he was gonna be having a kid and uh lauren used to come to the tournaments too uh shout out to her she's awesome but ohio mango was a uh was a chapter of the mango book that's really funny <laughs> but uh yeah he used to come to port- tournaments and party and you know <laughs> the old mango the one that they miss. But, uh, you know, like I said, nobody, no one ever remembers this. People are way too hard on themselves. Uh, just, you know, play Melee. It's, it's, it's super fun. And I've never been the type to, like, I go through phases of, like, caring about competing and not. And, uh, God, ever since I became a dad and a father, I feel like there's almost not a whole lot of competitive drive left 
But that doesn't mean that my relationship with Melee has changed at all because I still enjoy playing all the time. And I like, uh, my favorite thing is just like, as you could tell from like my videos, I like exploring the meta. I like finding new things. I like putting things in different areas. I like, uh, you know, pushing the game a little further. I like all the details of Melee. So, you know, there's always, and I've always told this to people, there's, a, there's so many better ways or not better ways, but there's so many different ways to be good at Melee rather than just competing. Competing is, like, the easiest of all of them. You just show up, you try to win, or you lose. There's, like, you're really good at Melee. I don't know if you know this, but you're really good at Melee in a different way. Who's to say, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I find that Blast Zone so easy. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no one, no one... I'm what I'm working on right now, what I've continually been working on ever since I switched to Fox. I got a I got a box earlier this year and I go, well, I'm playing Fox because that's what the controller was made for. So I love the idea of not Armada shining when they're doing their the start of their up B. I like interrupting it midway. Don't know how possible it is to do that with against other characters besides Fox and Falco, but I love interrupting their uppies while they're doing midway it. Midway of the startup or midway through the flight? Through the flight. Oh, yeah, like trading with it and doing, like, crazy stuff? Yeah, there's... Well, I wouldn't necessarily say trading. I'd prefer a clean interrupt, you know? They just go, darn, I thought they were going to be late, and I go, well, I wanted to be late on purpose to not only call out the fact that you're doing an uppie, but I'm calling out the direction you chose to go in. None does that a lot. None does this, uh, like... Like, he'll hit you off stage and he'll, like, dash dance and, like, kind of make you feel like you're, oh, he's not coming out to pursue me. I'm good to just do, you know, like, an upbeat and, like, pick where I want to be. But Captain Falcon's so fast. We know this. And then you just get need. He does that a lot. And it's 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 funny how often that works, actually. <laughs> well, you get into that situation where you go, I'm playing against none. Even if you're a top player, you go, I'm playing against none. None there's nothing there's nothing that's beneath the capabilities of this player he could just he'll just do what he wants to do i need to get back to this stage like right now and of course that's not every top player but you know what i'm saying there's like you you just can't help it when you're at in disadvantage unless you have a lot of experience or you've just you know who cares? You you want to get back to that stage as fast as possible, and that's when you that's when newer players or people who haven't been able to work through tournament nerves yet kind of that's that's one thing. The instant double jump out of head stun. The oh gosh, I got to get back to the stage. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Yeah, you no, get I, exposed. You got to be comfortable off stage. You know, just like you're comfortable on stage. It's uh, you have all these tools. You just gotta you gotta mix it up. It can't be predictable. So yeah, no, a lot of people feel uncomfortable in certain spots of melee and it shows and it's very easy to pick on so you know gotta you gotta be comfortable everywhere i want to make sure that i don't leave behind the kid topic too quickly because you are you have a child that's almost exactly the same age as mine so i've had ellie play ultimate and melee and smash 64 remix which adds in a bunch of characters she seems to like chic in all three games but she also loves peach and yeah. melee and an ultimate so those are the <laughs> those are the characters that she'll play uh, a lot as. But I get the impression that for her, it's just like, wow, I press a button and something happens on the screen. This is different than the experience of watching a movie on the on the TV. So we don't do oh, yeah. the tablet thing either. We just have a TV that will let them watch uh, every once. Well, sorry, every couple of 
times a day kind of a thing and then turn it off and be like, all right, that's it. So there's sort of like segments of the day. Maybe right, the right. total screen time of hours per day is like in between two and three hours. But the, that's, that's, it's like when I think about it and I say it to myself, I go, it feels like a lot. But then I think to myself, well, how much am I doing? How much did I do when I was their age? And the answer is I did a lot when I was their age and I do a lot now and they're getting smarter otherwise. So mm-hmm. every once in a while, I'll ask Ellie or Ezra a question of, what just happened while they're watching something? And if they can't answer, I'll go, I think it's time to turn this off. You have officially entered the I'm not paying attention stage. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that a lot. So when it comes to the idea of gaming competitively or going to tournaments, like I want to take my kids to tournaments, but I don't think I'll take them there for like a while. I I thought about, oh, it was five like, is that, is that like a good age? And like, in some ways, yes, but in other ways, no, I feel like I want to wait even longer, like a, like a long, long time. Like I might not even until they're like beyond the age of eight, 10, that kind of thing. That's where I'm at right now. So I'm just interested in hearing, like, I'm sure everybody was super gracious, super nice to your son while you were both there. But I mean, how was that experience? Oh, it's, uh, no, it was fun. And, uh, so what we did is we played doubles together which uh is fun and uh you said that your daughter likes uh she can peach uh my son (laughs) so funny it's uh he's like a little me he doesn't really have a main you know what he does he plays the cast in order so he plays dr mario then mario then luigi and then uh donkey kong then like he just goes right down the order so when we played doubles at this tournament it was really uh I knew that's what he liked to do. And uh, so I had to be the character next. So we started out, he was uh, Dr. Mario and I was Mario. Uh, And then he was Luigi and I was uh, Donkey Kong, you know? So it got to a certain point where we needed to like, I needed to manage the games won and lost. So I was like, okay, because we're going to need this sweet spot, which is me being Falcon and my son being Ganon to beat this team that's uh pretty good so i was like managing i was like all right we have to throw this game you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know it worked out but uh no it's really funny that he does that but uh no he liked it and uh you know everyone was super nice Uh, i mean i don't know i I don't think melee is the type of community for someone to be like you know dismissive or like you know kind of make it a bad time but no he had a lot of fun at the smash party and, uh, you know, every so often I'll bring them. I don't bring them every week. I don't go every week for sure. Uh, don't go as often as I'd like to, but he enjoys it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to kind of give him a taste of, uh, you know, what, like, I'm into. And he was just, he actually, today when he was taking, like, a bath, he was telling me, he's like, oh, do you remember? Because someone had their Switch there. It's like, do you remember I got to play Mario Party 8 at the Smash tournament? And I was like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you like that <laughs> game? Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it meant something. Yeah, if you continue to be a good boy, Santa will bring it. <laughs> Takes another swing. Sorry, that was too good of timing for me. Uh, yeah, Christmas is gonna be is gonna be a little tough, a little tough. We will get through it though. The reason why I say a little tough is because Ellie and Ezra both have December birthday, so it's a big uh, month oh, for yeah, the walls. It's, big, it's just a big party. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's rough. You know what? My son and my two sons, they were born a day apart. Uh, so they're almost exactly four years apart. Uh, if uh, two hours earlier of a birth and my youngest son would have the same birthday. You know what I mean? It was that close. So, Dang. Yeah. July 29th and 30th. Shout out to Juggle Guy also has a what is it? Uh, July 29th birthday. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Ellie and Ezra almost born exactly two years apart, December 8th, December 10th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone always makes the same joke. What were you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Nine months before that. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. a good time. Yeah. The answer's fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put it bluntly. But yeah. <laughs> I'd just say we're, we were having a good time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've had sex twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no more than twice. My mom made that joke to me with a straight face. Somebody was like, uh, "I don't even know how we talk. We were talking about the fact that she had six children. I'm, I'm four of six, but she's like, yeah, I've only ever done that uh, six times.'" And I go, "Mom, you're literally lying to me right now because you had a miscarriage too. So you know, like maybe." You can't, I don't know. I fact check my own mom. I can't help it. Well, that's because the reason why I'm like that is because she facts checks me. She homeschooled me all throughout my life until I graduated high school. And then I haven't had any education since then because I didn't want to go to college. So really, when I think about schooling experience, I think about my mom peering over my shoulder while I'm typing something on the computer and going like, it's formatted wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So in Lancaster... One a really big thing here. You've probably seen this in emails from the people that you interact with uh, over here in Lancaster. I don't know how often you email with them actually, but what I'm saying is, is that a lot of things need done, need cleaned, need swept, need something, and they always skip to be drives me nuts. And the reason why is only because my mom complained about it so much when I was growing up. It stuck. So yeah. maybe I should maybe I should take Ellie to a couple of tournaments, take Ezra to a couple of tournaments, because then maybe by the time they're ten, they'll be complaining about the Fox Marth matchup, and I wouldn't have even prompted it. I'd just go, "All right, now let's talk about let's talk about a winning mentality. You know, let's not get stuck in the weeds of how this matchup may or may not be out of your favor. Let's settle down. Yeah, yeah, anything's possible. God, anything's I'll, possible. Look at Omsa. Yeah, I mean it's it's right there. Yeah, I that were you were you at Big House Ten because I want to say yes, but I also feel like you weren't there. No, I wasn't. I went to the first eight big houses. I was one of the illustrious you know, groups. Uh, I missed my first big house in Big House Nine. Mm. It's just you know with the kids and it you know me and my fiance we never argue about anything. But it was one of those things where it's like I know that this is going to be a big burden on you, and you know she let me know that too, and I was like. All right, I'll miss it. That's fine. The streak, the streak dies. And then when it came to this year, um, I was like, oh, I missed last year. So now what's the point? So man, every time I see that uh, picture of Rob with the 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 ten out of ten attendees, SFAT, violence, uh, Scythe, a couple of those, I'm like, that should have been me. I should have been there. I was so, uh, I, I I swear to God, I like wanted to like tear up every time I see it. I'm like, no, that was. That was supposed to be me there too. I love Big House. I've uh, ever yeah one two three four five. I've been to all of them. Ah, 
So but. the love goes the love goes deep. I think Mrs. PGH Carol, that should tell you right there that Nick loves you, I think, more than life itself, oh, yeah. practically. Oh, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's the spin zone. I When I started getting into all this, I said to Jen, because we already had both of our kids at this point, I said, I'm going to definitely listen to you when you tell me things that you want me to adjust to. And I will try to do it as soon as you tell me, but it might take me a little bit to readjust the, the expectations that I'm building in my own head, as well as the expectations of how you think I am or am not spending my spare time wisely. So with going to big tournaments, I have to pretty much submit it like vacation at work where they're not super stingy at work. Uh, but I have to treat taking these big trips or going up to big house this year as if, if Jen doesn't know at least four months in advance, five months in advance, probably not going to work. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, transparent about the things I want to do. And I bring it up as, as soon as, you know what I mean? I, I see the opportunity and like, Mm -hmm. uh, like riptide was like that. I got to get a riptide and do the commentary. It was really fun. Uh, That's cool. As soon as, as soon as I got the call or like, Hey, do you want to do commentary again this year? It's like the next for, and that's like, it is with a lot of things. Communication. Yep. Got it. Got to get it right there on the table. You know, so I mean, it's important and it's, uh, it's being in a, you know, relationship, you know, there's give and take. So uh, I joked, I joked with Jen that she hadn't gotten in her, her weekend for herself yet. But when I ask her about whether or not she wants to like do like an Airbnb, like an hour away and just have a night to herself, like a night and morning to herself or anything and haven't been able to make that happen yet. But I'm every now and again, I do try to remember to bring it up in fairness, this trip to this trip to Colorado that we have planned coming up here for Thanksgiving week has been we have been anticipating this since since uh, last year, actually. We were told, get your tickets, get all that stuff squared away. We're all going, like my whole family, all six of the children and my parents and anyone who has kids. I have kids, a few of my siblings have kids. We're all going to be there. And it's hopefully healthy as of right now. That is That is true. So hoping for that to actually pan out. So here's some wood. Let me go ahead and knock on that. I'm looking forward to, okay, so I'm looking forward to the next big tournament that I have, which is Genesis. If you have an idea of what your next big tournament, what would that be? Uh, not sure. No, I try going anywhere on a flight right now would probably be tough. Like I, my youngest is still one, so he's still, uh, very, you know, dependent on us uh so i i got to go to riptide i missed big house but big house was you know it was doable but it just didn't work out so like i don't know i was thinking about apex that's is that this weekend yeah uh but i don't know i'm i'm not sure i mean there's a there's a big melee tournament every week now so yeah, <laughs> yeah so there's like, collision early next year too not just genesis but collision is going to be a thing in new jersey yeah. And someday, so. shouts out to PGH Gumball. Someday Gumball will do another fight pit. I right. I hope and pray every day that we get a fight pit that I can go to because I've heard so much about fight pit great. and fight pit nine in particular. I just go, oh, I want to go. So one of my favorite sets of all time was from a fight pit. I was talking about this recently, and uh, it was 
one of my favorite crowd experiences was in the set that was Jizz Kid Boogie versus Prince of Boo. Think about that for two seconds. Think about everything you know about me and how I like to play Melee. And think my favorite experience was watching Jizz Kid versus Prince of Boo. Uh, and it was because, and it was really cool what we did. And it was the first time that, uh, I don't know, I've ever experienced it. But we did wobbling karaoke, which was, you know, when Diz got a wobble, you know, we were kind of talking about it in the crowd before, like, it happens, like, what's the next song? And we would, like, all sing it while uh, Diz was, you know, doing <laughs> wobbling. And he caught on, too, because you could tell he didn't end his wobbles at, like, 120, I guess. Like, <laughs> and he, 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 he played along and he did it to, like, you know, 280 and, like, 300. But uh, it was really cool. That set, uh, you can kind of faintly hear it through the commentary of the set. I think it was Fight Pit 5. But uh, yeah, that was that was really fun to do. And yeah, Fight Pit's a great time. Uh, they always have some people come up. We So Mole is one of the longest running weeklies uh, in all of Smash, right? They had a crazy streak of doing it uh, every week. Rain, you know, didn't matter. Holiday, doesn't matter. Uh, like, 400 some in a row before you know between covid and you know bad weather people's internet out and we were in that era and like no one entered you know uh so it, it got broke that way but uh mole's doing fine again uh they just had one that was like i don't know like 50 entrants or something you know so uh still doing well shout out to that all the people that do that but uh they take that money and they use the fry pit, you know, it's it's a buck here and there. So every entrant every week, one buck or two bucks or whatever it is, and they put that in a fund and then fight pit is just a good experience because they have money to play with. Hmm, that's a that is an excellent concept. Gumball probably told me that when we talked about fight pit together on the podcast, but Mm, yeah, it's been long enough. I should just have Gumball on again. There we go. That's well, a Gumball, good excuse. Gumball, Gumball has the money. G Gumball, the, the money goes into a bank account that Gumball has. <laughs> so, Gumball you know. is just, uh, you know. Gumball might be day trading with the mole money. Who three cars, three know. cars, Steve. Got a yacht. Yeah. yeah. Big, Every time I see Gumball with like, you know, big a nice shirt, I'm like, yeah, nice shirt, dude. <laughs> I, get, I got to hang out <laughs> with Gumball at Big House. I got to meet him there for the first time. Oh. It was so awesome. Uh, such an easy person to follow around. Uh, you know, just seems to know everybody. And it's a struggle for me because I go, you're not an anime profile picture. Uh, you're wearing, well, everybody was wearing masks, but you get it. I just go, it's going to take me a minute to remember who you are. I'm so sorry. Like yeah. that was, that was, that was me pretty much the whole weekend. But meanwhile, Gumball's just right on top of it. Oh, hello, so-and-so. Hello, so-and-so. Just walks up to people and starts talking to them, and I go, I wish I could do that. I can't just walk up oh, to people man. and just start talking. I have to kind of, like, be invited in. I don't know. It's tough, but yeah. Gumball's very... It gets easier fluid. the longer you know people, right? Because you've, you've only been started doing this for the last, like, couple years. I mean, Gumball even is, like, a newer face than I. Like, he came around in, like, 2012, 2013. So, I mean, he has a good, like, nine, ten years, so he's, he's met some people. <laughs> these things are fun. Like, when you go to these tournaments after playing for so long, you see all the old faces, like, oh, man, uh, just at Riptide, you know. I got to talk to Dreffin again, one of my favorite players. The first person I ever played in tournament, my first tournament. Oh, nice. Uh, was against Dreffin. It was, it was as bad as you thought it would be, uh, <laughs> gameplay-wise. He 
eight stalked me. He banned Pokey Floats. That's an indication of how long I've been playing because, you know, <laughs> that's what the rule set was. And so uh, go to Brainstar. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But uh, yeah, so I was talking to him at the at Riptide, and I was like, "Yeah, we're still doing this." And we were we were joking and laughing. He gave me a pumpkin delight. Uh, we. <laughs> There was a funny moment where we uh, we we started laughing uncontrollably. We were just talking, and we heard a hungry box chant, but it wasn't on the melee side. It was on the ultimate side, and we looked at each other. It's like, do you believe this shit? <laughs> <laughs> they love him. Each <laughs> box is great. He's all right, but uh, it is it is really funny that like. I don't know. In melee, he's such like a dominating, like floaty, like puff player that like he doesn't get like the the hype crowd, you know, right. them. but in ultimate, we were like, they're really going nuts. We just, the whole venue is like hungry, fuck, hungry. And we're like, good for him. <laughs> okay. So can I tell you about the two, the two tournaments that I've gone to so far, the two big ones, I guess pound is not as big as the big house. But when pound I went to pound earlier this year, there was like a very clear divide. It wasn't West side story esque, but it was kind of getting close. Ultimate crowd melee crowd not a ton of mixing and when we were all watching top eight of melee because that was first there was definitely an ultimate side of the crowd and a melee side of the crowd and every hunger box set when hunger box would do well the left side of the venue would start to pop off and go let's go hunger box and then the right side would get quiet and then something would happen you know well for the person that hunger box is playing against everybody would be like, oh, let's go zane that kind of thing by the way MDVA did not really show out well for Zane. They showed out for Lod, but they did not support Zane as nearly as much as I thought they should have. Anyway, at Big House, same thing. Ultimate side of the of the of the crowd, they were all chanting for Hungrybox. And then on this, like I'm sitting next to Wheat, and every time they start chanting, he's just going boo. <laughs> he's trying to counteract <laughs> the the the, the, the Hungrybox fanfare. Well, good for him because the that support, you know, I mean, he's he's growing he's trying to do his like brand be a you know person in both things he does a lot for ultimate i'm sure they're appreciated i don't recall the same support for mewtwo king you know what i mean I don't, I don't feel like the brawl people like at apex were like mewtwo king Chang grab that, you know Chang grab mango i don't know they kind of looked at uh, mewtwo king as a villain because he was like the the meta knight that was just like <laughs> So hard to beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a different story for uh, Hungry Box and Ultimate, but yeah, it's just the it's just the can't catch a can't catch a break of story because Hungry Box, as far as I know, has maybe won a couple of good sets online and offline, but other than that, an Ultimate pretty much plays to his seed, which is not top eight so that's that's my rough knowledge of his ultimate performances i think he i think he's gotten close to top eight or at like these smaller type events but not things like big house i think he's uh if i recall correctly he's starting to like break into maybe like the day three of like or like the like last like final phase before like yeah i don't think he's in the top eight i don't think there will ever be another player that does both like like music king used to do uh way back in the day i don't think there ever will be you just the dedication that you need to even get to the level especially in melee think about that like imagine mm-hmm. somebody who top eights melee frequently also playing ultimate and putting that much time into uh ultimate i don't think there ever is going to be another one you know when wizard did it at smash and splash 5 that was 
utter insanity. Like we all, yeah. we all rightfully so like this is as about as crazy of an accomplishment of anything that you could have. It, it's not purely a melee accomplishment, but the fact that you could top eight and well, you can win the smash the Swash five melee bracket and then top eight in the ultimate bracket at the same time was, I mean, I'll always remember that. Cause I think that's, that's probably the last time it happened, but it takes quite a bit for these ultimate players that enjoy melee like Cola or Void. Uh, I know that also Spargo. Spargo's Marth is kind of nice <laughs> here. I mean, it translates. I mean, top level ultimate is hard for sure. And they play, they press just as many buttons and they're thinking, you know what I mean? They're controlling mm -hmm. their characters and just what it's just honestly just as hard. Well, especially uh, since you have to fight through so many, you know, ridiculous, you know, this this whole buffer system is annoying, that kind of thing. It's why I tried very hard not to play Ultimate because I get adjusted to the buffer system too easily and I realize my timing's off in melee. I'm serious. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I mean, if, if you didn't, if you told me that there was no such thing as a buffer, I would just be like, oh, I'm hitting all my things, whatever. That wouldn't mess me up in melee. I, I didn't even know it existed, you know? I just feel like, oh man, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm too and... deep. I'm like a, I'm like a pitcher who believes he can't do it anymore, and he just keeps, he just keeps hitting the dirt. That's that's me with the buffer system. Right. And all There's a lot of NBA players like that right now. Mm. Ben Simmons. What happened, brother? <laughs> it's not my problem anymore. Let's go Sixers. Uh, yeah. Not really. For me, I'm more of an Eagles fan. You you like basketball though. I've seen you at a. I've seen you take pictures at a few at a yeah. few Cleveland I've games. Two, I've been to two Cavs games this year so far. Uh, <laughs> it was a really funny story. We tweeted about it uh, when it happened, but it was uh, you know I was having a good time drinking my drink. I was on the dance cam. Oh yeah, I know this story. And, keep uh, going. Keep going. Then, uh, I get a DM from homemade waffles. Hey, are you at the Cavs game? I'm like. Yeah, did you just see me dancing like an idiot? He's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? he, he was like a section like uh, above me. He was there with a couple uh, Neo guys, uh, Real Thing, Edgar Jason, Grandma's Got Game, name drop, name drop. Uh, yeah, they were all <laughs> hanging out, and they were at a uh, <laughs> they were at a Cavs game, and we met up afterward. It was cool. And then uh, the next week, I went to another one with Zets. It's it's, it's commentators thing. I, I think people mm -hmm. that commentate and know sports, you know, we have this bond. Oh, uh, Zets is yeah. a big sports fan. Big sports fan. Oh yeah, no, I had I had a good time. Uh, yeah, no, love sports. I've always kind of considered like melee like my sport now because I did play a lot of sports <laughs> in high school and uh, took it like you know very seriously. And I now, I mean, I don't know. I I wasn't good enough in any sports to go like you know, pro, yeah, them or anything right. like that, like. Mm -hmm. honestly but uh you know, the competitive now, drive is real right yeah so i i applied that to melee and that's what i kind of did after high school went to tournaments and did the grind and it's cool you know there's a lot of similarities there uh, for me i can't really play melee by myself and have a good time i can do focus practice for maybe 20 minutes and then i start wandering in my mind and i go i'm just staring at a screen now i need to stop yeah and were you you started melee in a specifically like interesting time, right? Like with Slippy, because like it's always at your fingertips. There's always someone to play where that wasn't always the case. You know, I don't want an old man too hard, but back in the day, <laughs> you, melee was very cool because you got what you put in. 
if you put in the work to travel and go places uh, and like meet people and like gain experience, like you got what you put into it. Uh, and the the closest thing we had to unranked back in the day was you know these big national tournaments that we went to because there were always setups of people playing and you could play all day every day as long as you wanted you know at these tournaments and that's that's kind of something I think about now when I go to the big tournaments and I see like man five years ago like six years ago every one of these setups was full you know you couldn't you had to like wait at a four person rotation to like play melee but like even at night like you were just playing all night that's what you like really look forward to so that's mm. bad but it, it definitely that's that's absolutely the reason pound yeah. venue was empty at 10 in the morning sunday morning nick <laughs> yeah no it's let me killed it uh and i'm not saying that's bad but we now have access to melee whenever we want it used to you used to really look forward to the big tournaments and like you know playing as much and then like you know, maybe you get to play like I don't know M2K, or you got to play a couple games against like Axe, and you're like, you you talked about it for like a week, you know, and you're like, that was so cool. But uh, you know, now it's it's a little different. So now you have to like be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop playing now. But like, there was no question back in the day. Like you played as much as you like could at these weekends, uh, because when's the next time you're gonna get to play that much melee? And like be around that many people that like melee or like find different matchups that like i don't know if your region didn't have an ice climber you know you were kind of lost so you like thought that out so yeah a little bit a little bit different you know for sure the era that we're living in now and i and i i hear what you're saying it is true but i think mostly it's because i bring it back to sports i couldn't be bothered to exercise in order to be fit enough to play the game. I always just was and as soon as I saw the Bo Jackson for 30 for 30, where he goes, I don't care about practice. What's the point of practicing? I was like, oh, Bo, you are so much more athletically gifted like than I will ever be. But I feel the same way because I, like, I just, uh, I, I want to be the, I just want to chase ball or ball chase me or people chase me, me chase people. I, I'm very simple in that, in that sense, because I go, I want to have the interaction with the other person and be competitive, but preparing to be competitive is, tough for me well again back in the day it was like so in between you know meeting you know up with your local scene or these big tournaments what did you do you practiced you know what i mean you just really it was a homegrown uh kind of thing because you like melee so much so whether it was like watching like you know youtube videos of like all the people that uploaded like sets or you know just actually like combo videos <laughs> oh yeah you Very know when they were more revered like because you had time right, between tournaments to watch them yeah well right it, even that but like now with like slippy and stuff like everybody has a way to like record every game they've ever played that used to be like one of the reasons why in combo videos especially like when i started like i recorded every instance of friendlies or like tournament like i had a laptop <laughs> and i it was always recording, like the capture card was hooked up. So like, you know, it was always recording. So, and that wasn't something a lot of people did. So, you know, recording gameplay back then was kind of this thing you like had to put effort into doing. Not saying it's worse or bad, because I mean, but how many uh, rumors of combos, like way back in the day, it was like, man, I wish this recorded. I did 
Falcon Punch into Falcon Punch into another Falcon Punch, and you just you would never yeah <laughs> never see it again. But it, you know, rumors of combos was uh, was a meme uh, in my region at least back in the day. But uh, yeah. You could hear yeah, it. You could hear it in the the real. One of the reasons why the Wombo combo clip is so amazing is because it's called out before it happens. Because everybody goes, "What's this? Are you gonna do the Wombo combo you two have been bragging about?" Imagine if that wasn't recorded, and <laughs> like we just talked about it. Like you know, you'll never believe what uh, <laughs> SS and Tang did like to Zoo. It was insane. It was like. <laughs> 900 hits and then yeah <laughs> or if zoo had just quit out because <laughs> there was right. that you know you had that thought cross your mind i'm sure from zoo's perspective of just going like eh, i don't know if i want to full hop into being grabbed because that's kind of what happens in the clip <laughs> it's tough it's tough doing the one versus two. Oh yeah Okay, so one more little ism about about sports talk. I, I think there are a reasonable amount of melee people who enjoy sports as much as they enjoy melee. I think, I think for for me for different reasons though, because following the Philadelphia Eagles closely, it's recognizing the the team being angry at certain parts of the organization that I go, I wish we could get rid of them as easily as we get rid of players. The, the, the being being able to see the young players come up and start to take responsibilities as either team leaders or frequent producers on the field. I like all that stuff about football and about the Eagles in particular, because I think the Eagles are a worthy team of rooting for not every team that's like this in the NFL. So when I think about melee though, it's much more individualistic because there are no static teams to root for except for tempo and run riot. And I have no idea where they went to. And so I think about all of these, all these, all these big boy players that are at the top, the, the middle tier players, the, the lower tier players, you know, your local hero who is someday going to take over the world. When we got to scream our heads off for professor peen at pound as he was giving mango a little bit of a sweat there, you know, in, in the first round of pools had this really, really nice stock in one of the games that we all freaked out on and it's super cool but when i think about watching melee and following along with everything i think about it from a much more individualistic perspective of just the player's journey thinking of it from like a protagonist point of view so i although i enjoy both for the competitiveness i enjoy them for different reasons what would you say is either a difference between how you like watching melee versus how you like watching sports or something that's similar, different or similar. You can pick one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really see much of a difference, especially when you uh, enjoy things and you understand the game and what's, you know, to be accomplished, what the end goal is. So I don't know. Uh, the closest sport I think to melee is probably a basketball. I feel like there's a lot of room for, you know, creativity obviously that's like a realm that like i don't know and there's 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 a million different parallels i've thought about this a bunch uh, i might be blanking a bit but uh yeah i don't know i kind of i i view them like in a similar vein like i melee players like practice a lot and they take it very seriously and they you know uh want to be the best they can just like any other athlete so i mean i, I mean esports is a thing right that's like it's not yeah. so yeah, they're kind of they're kind of one and the same. Why not? 
to get in the direction of closing up, I only have one topic that was suggested through the Patreon channel that I have in my Discord. And I asked you about this before we started recording because I wanted to approach this topic uh, respectfully. <clears throat> but it is talking about the passing of the lake PGH legend. And so you knew the lake. I did not. So I'll just, I'll just ask and you can take it in whatever direction you want to about things you remember uh, about the lake or recent stories of the aftermath. Cause I know there was a big, really big get together and you referenced it earlier when talking about uh, talking about, I want to say, Oh yeah. KO talking about KO. So I'll let you go into it. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to pour one out for an absolute fucking legend. I'll clean that up later. Uh, but yeah, no, the lake uh, was so special to all of us in Pittsburgh. One of the like most fret, and it, it pisses me off because when somebody passes away, we always say the same things like, "Oh, he was such a great guy," and uh, you know, he was he was the best. But that always seems cheap because this time it was true. He really was the nicest guy. He was undoubtedly the funniest guy in the room. He is. He dictated the conversation. You would listen to him talk about anything. He was so charismatic, uh, and he had such a way with words. If you uh, like, have ever seen one of his like, he's just talking like his rants. Uh, at the end of No Fuck Give, my first combo video, he talks about Fox and the same. Like he made this parallel between like singing and playing Fox and like the rhythm of Bailey. And it's just he talked so elegantly and when people were, you know, heard the news and they were talking about uh, the lake and everybody was kind of just saying the same old thing. Like, I was I was kind of upset that nobody could put into words how great this guy was. And I, tragically and ironically, probably the only person that could put into words was, you know, himself, the legend. So, you know, it's it's... I'll never be able to explain to people how important he was and how awesome he was uh you know obviously we all a lot of people like he had the kind of influence like if you if you met him once or twice and you talked to him he was your best friend and you like loved him so there was such uh you know support everybody came back to pittsburgh and uh you know came together, you know, for his like service and funeral and uh the get together afterward. And it was, it was really awesome to see everyone again. And no one no one else gets that turnout, you know. Uh no one like he was that important to so many people. Uh one of the things that I told his family, I was like, I was I was reading through my messages, uh of me and him, and probably the last seven times that I messaged him was uh me trying to get him to come to a tournament uh and he was like you know he was like oh i don't know if i can i kind of been living a little too you know because aaron uh the lake was a guy that just went with the wind you never knew when he would pop up in your life again or where he would show up he was really uh you know a character like that but i was like man he's like oh i don't think i can go because you know i've been living a little too free and i got to you know, get some money back and this and that. And I got to work. And I was like, I don't care. I will pay for everything. Gas, hotel, tournament, uh, food. I'll give you an allowance. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I, 
And this was me in my early 20s who, you know, me and my roommates struggled to pay $600 in rent, like split three ways. Uh, I did not have the money to uh, really fund this guy to come, but I would have because I knew how much that would bring up the energy. I mean, the car ride there would be hilarious. There wouldn't be a second of dull time in that car going eight hours to the tournament with him. It was just so funny. And it would just really elevate the experience. And I would have, I would have done it three times over. Uh, you know, the, 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 the only thing that anyone has said uh, in this whole thing that was close to uh, the right way to remember him was he was the best of us. Someone, someone said that, and that really resonated with me because he really was. So many times we pushed him to the forefront of our group to represent us, whether it was fight pit commentary or just, you know, he's who everyone remembered. And he was, I get, it was without question that everyone in Pittsburgh, their favorite person was the late. He was so funny and he had such a, like, it was so great. And I haven't even spoke about his melee talent because he was the goat Zelda, right? You know what I mean? Anybody who knows melee knows that's true. You're not going to argue that. He was the good Zelda when no one was playing Zelda. Uh, and just such an awesome guy. Really, you know, kind of tragic for sure. But, uh, you know, all we can do now is remember him and remember all the, you know, great things he left us with. And I think a, uh, a big reason why the Pittsburgh crew or group of that, that core, like, group that started way back when, even until, like, uh, recently when everyone kind of went their like separate ways, like the old guard or whatever. Uh, the reason why we got along so well, I swear to God, was because when you're around someone like the lake, it's impossible not to like try to mimic his like, you know, energy and like joyfulness. Uh, so like everyone had a little bit of the lake in them. And that's like, the best quality about some of us, honestly, you know what I mean? Like we all, because we all like, you know, and tried to be, it was just infectious. So we all, we all got it. And we, we it's a, it's a pretty tight group. Uh, and seeing everybody again, cause life takes you a million different ways. So after the service, we had to get together uh, and just so many old faces. And uh, we were all just like, you know, really happy to see each other. Obviously we wished it for different reasons, but you know, he was really uh, something that we they talked about at his funeral was just like, I don't know. It was an analogy I think that he had talked about before where some people are scissors people, some people are paper people. And I, I'm, I forget what those characteristics are, but Aaron was a glue. He was a glue person. He kept us all together. He truly was the glue of the whole, you know, group. And... Uh, it's a real shame. We miss them a lot. You know, we'll never, we're never going to be able to adequately put it into words. I hope that this like 10 minutes that I've been talking nonstop scratches the surface, but, uh, you know, so many people have been touched by him. And, you know, he's a great guy. Miss him a lot. It's always hard to know exactly like <clears throat> what somebody was like when you never met them but based off of i mean it just even 
the first time I'd seen something about it, it seemed immediately obvious that it was someone who was really important to the community that the lake was a part of. And as I read more about, I mean, I remember in particular, you, you didn't have that long of a, of a paragraph or anything in the PGH discord, but just simply saying, this is the news, this is what's happening. And it's really sad. And not that that was not exactly what you said, but I'm, that stood out to me just because it was, it felt like, it felt like almost, um, not like a last action or a last, um, like calling it together, uh, sort of a thing, um, that the leg was doing or anything, but it was almost as if it's, this is, this is how we're going to, uh, remember and pay respects. It's going to be something that he would have wanted to, uh, see. And I, I feel like when you, when you do or say something that the person who has passed on would have been like 1000% behind that kind of thing, it's a, it's an amazing way of paying respects or, or remembering that person. Um, yeah, no, and and something that I uh, remarked on uh, at the the viewing or the the service that I forget what the the proper term is, you know, when you know people come see them and pay their like respects. Uh, the overall volume of the funeral home was louder than you would think, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of like into this. I mean, because I don't know if you've ever been to one of those, like. Sometimes, like, it's only, it's, like, no noise, uh, you know, you only hear, like, you know, it, it broken by, like, some sobbing and this, like that, but the overall uh, level of noise there, I remember, was, like, louder than I feel, like, almost was appropriate, but it was just because, like, and I would have it no other way, because Aaron was such, like, you know, a vocal guy, and, like, such a good time, and I'm glad that people are talking and remembering him, and it's, it's, don't get me wrong, one of the saddest things that probably like you know happened to you know the community like our community and stuff like that but uh we knew like like i said he rubbed off on all of us so we all have that little bit of the lake in us and that little bit of the lake in us was like you know don't don't sit here and like sob and cry like let's party you know what i mean there's there's no next time yeah yeah so yeah it's that, that's something that I remarked there, and uh, the get together afterward was really good. And uh, like the mole TOs, they graciously, you know, all I did was organize it. They paid for it out of the mole money. It was it wasn't even a question. We knew that like he had so much support and so many people that came out that were gonna come out that like like his his family kind of knew that he was like a big deal in like this world, but like I don't even think they like truly understood like. Like, if this, uh, you know, people's lives, like, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, like, we knew that we were going to be there. We all took off work. Some people flew in, this and that. Like, it was on, like, a Thursday, Friday. Like, if this was on, like, a like a Saturday or something, like, we're, like, no one had an excuse not to be there, there would have been 100 more people. Like, we would, anything you try to do, a wake, a little get-together, we would tip it over because there would be so many people there that want to, like, you know remember Aaron, support Aaron, that, like, it was no question that, like, we had to do something and, like, get a venue just for us to be all together because we were coming together for him. And, you know, love the lake. One of the greatest to ever do it. Greatest guy ever. Uh, 
probably going to get a lake tattoo here soon. Where to God? And uh, you know, I've always and I was saying to them like something that I was thinking: if, if there's such a thing as a as a heaven, you know what I mean? If that's if that's where good people go when they die, is heaven. I feel like the lake got ripped off because if just good people go to heaven, then like there should be a place above heaven where someone as gracious and awesome, joyful, nice, charismatic, and just the best person you ever knew. Like there should be a better place for him. You know, really one of the best. And it's not a question of how does one move on because it's, it's more or less a new reality. I, I, I wonder if, um, after in the in the aftermath of something like that happening if um if you if you think of it in a in a negative way too much or in a positive way too much i'm i'm th- i'm thinking mainly about i'm thinking mainly about when you when you're having having events again and maybe something really big happens the lake comes to mind because it would be like this would have been so cool if the lake were here and that and then that kind of thing is it just a uh, passage of a uh, passage of time for you specifically, or is it just it's always going to be um, always going to be something that you'll you'll think about for the rest of your life? Because I think I know what the answer is. I'm just curious of your perspective. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm kind of weird in the sense that, well, I don't want to say it's weird. It's it's kind of bad if you think about it. But I, this isn't the first time in my life that I've lost the greatest person I ever knew. So I've kind of already dealt with this a couple times. So, uh, but truly he was such a great guy that like, I knew that this was going to be super hard for a lot of people. And even like his closest, closest core group of like, you know, friends, like they did not like, even when we were all getting together and it was a good time afterward or at the funeral, they were, they were in bad shape and those emotions are real and they were very upset. And, you know, it was, so important for me to be there uh to you know comfort them in any way i could and be there for them and we all kind of felt that way and i'm you know equipped to deal with these uh you know kind of emotions i i didn't i mean i would i would lie if i didn't say i like geared up at like you know it's almost like especially like the way people are talking about them but uh you know it's it's rough and then you know there are talks i mean i haven't been to many things since uh, I went to one tournament, threw on the lake tag. That's you know, got a big big dub. Did a cool combo with the lake tag. You would have liked that. But uh, you know what was really cool was the mole after the funeral was the same day. Uh, they did something really nice that was um, the lake and a guy from uh, Pittsburgh, Nakamaro or Naka. They were the static team. They were like Pittsburgh's like most like iconic and like static team for a long time and they played Zelda Falcon. So uh we we talked about it. It was like, all right, so mole doubles, now that everyone's in town and everyone's gonna be a mole, uh doubles is the rules are one person plays Falcon and one play person plays uh Zelda. And it was it was a really cool event uh to uh you know see the results of and it was a really nice way to remember. I and mean, we might do something in the future, you know, every so often because we we all kind of like, came to the agreement like you know it's really nice to like you know life takes you a different ways i haven't seen a lot of those guys in a whole like lot of time since i've moved to cleveland but uh you know 
it we want to do something maybe like every year or so to uh you know all come together again you know pay you know tributes to someone that was so important so you know going forward there's plans for that but uh yeah it's uh i'm sure i don't know it's 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 still so fresh it was only like i don't know like a couple weeks ago still so there's i don't know if you who, who's to say when you truly get over something or ever really get over something I, I do want to mention i'm gonna i'm gonna sidebar really quickly uh about one of the most interesting things and i'm so proud of this and it's so funny uh if you ever looked up my smash gg stats or whatever it's me as a player i have a really funny uh they, they do this thing where it's like your best matchup and your worst matchup and uh, my best matchup is I, I play a lot of random. I, I'm like five and zero random against Falcon. Like I don't know. I just it's really easy to edge guard Falcon's feet with any character. It doesn't matter. But my worst matchup, I am zero and five against Fox versus Zelda. <laughs> it's it's nobody else in the world has that bad of a record against Zelda except for me. And uh, I I owe it all to the lake because. <laughs> But I get all those losses are against him, and it's uh <laughs> nobody else has that record, and I'm we're gonna keep that way. I don't think I'm ever gonna play Fox against Zelda again. It's just uh, little things like that. I like the idea of something happening once a year, and saying we're gonna let this, we're gonna never touch this matchup again. That kind of thing, you know, not Fox versus Zelda specifically. It's just I love hearing little things like that. I don't. I don't know how I would react to to somebody that's within the 717 community uh, passing away unexpectedly. I just know that we would be it would be a lot of emotions in the same way, not exactly, but you understand what I'm saying that um go that's it's tough to lose it's tough to lose people who you know and then they're gone. So I like hearing about how there was a lot of people who came out, came together a, a big reunion of sorts to to remember the lake and then to the to do the the kind of things that he would have wanted everybody doing that's that's awesome to hear so obviously you have to live on your life and know that someone who was close to you or important in this important in the community that everybody loved and respected him is now gone but that there's there's uh there's there's not a blueprint for it, but it's uh you can you can know that a lot of people are able to talk to you about about the lake because you all have stories you can share those stories you can remember and you can and you can smile when talking about it, about him as compared to it always being a negative thing so <clears throat> the the don't have a lot of topics uh that I wanted to end on, but just because I don't want to end on that specifically, what I will ask you about is aside from all of the things that you love doing creatively within Melee, I want to make sure that I'm understanding exactly where you come from when it when it goes to the idea of Melee not being exactly the same as it was when it was released in December of 2001. People talk about Melee never being patched and never being this, that, and the third, but the dirty little secret is that we have UCF, we have that kind of stuff. We... Even we don't yeah, not to cut you off. even even today we uh i i literally was in my kitchen and i saw fizzy talking about port priority and i said audibly i was like oh no 
uh, and uh, my fiance was like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, they're they're messing with melee again." Uh, and I, and I understand what Fizzy is about to talk about because he he needs to he his laser focus is on ranked and fighting every sort of desync ever and stuff like that and uh, a big I I'm sure this is where his head's at is like okay everyone wants port four because you have that extra frame of uh, you know hit lag on you know your throws or whatever uh, how do we how do we do that in ranked how do we dictate who gets uh, port four or do we fix it. Or, you know, and I sometimes think that Fizzy doesn't get how, like, much weight his decisions are. And he always says that he's, you know, he's just going to do whatever the community wants. And I and I tell him, I was like, uh, I don't know. I almost feel like you have a responsibility to, you know, keep melee is special like i mean there's there's some things you need to change for this to be possible obviously i mean i understand why stadium doesn't work and music and uh you know other little things like that to fight these things but uh melee is so special because it has never changed and uh you know someone like me uh like I really nerd out and I love the little details about melee, like the littlest, tiniest things. Uh and I so often now question what I know when I'm playing online, because like, all right, so like because we're taking those little details away. Little things like like neutral spawn, uh, you know, for the objective competitive uh experience, I get it. You know what I mean? You don't need to do that. But I liked knowing that, like, if someone was in port four and I was in port one of the stadium, like, I could, like, I could kill them behind go. You know what I mean? That was, like, an I saw it as an advantage. It was, like, I know a little something about this game. And if you don't know, you're about to find out because I did my homework. And I, I used to love little tricks like that. I mean, think about the way I'm perceived as a player. I love the little tricks and I love the little details. Uh, I've used shy guys in crazy ways. I've done wispy like things. Uh, you know, shout out. Uh, I just I'm engulfed in the RNG. I love all the little details. So like the more that we like tinker with things, I feel like we're losing a little bit, and that makes me sad. I mean, I get it, and that's that's kind of a reason why. Uh, so like something that I've really been into recently. And I'm just an idea guy, right? I don't know how to do any of this stuff, but I know the people that do. And I've been working with, uh, you know, some great people at Uncle Punch and CJAG on, like, making custom stages because I like, you know, I don't know. If we're going to go in a direction where we're starting to get away from all the little details and we're going to freeze this and we're going to get rid of this, I'm... I can no longer like sit here and like try to like hold on to these things we're losing. I need to push the opposite direction. You know what I mean? I I I'm anytime I play like online, I I and I played this with Pata re recently, and uh, we played on my like custom stages that I you know had ideas for and helped, and we made them. Uh, but it's it's very interesting. It keeps things fresh. I just I don't know. I. I, I tried to say this in a way that doesn't sound old manish, but like there was something so special about melee. And I don't want to lose all these little details. And like melee is like being in a relationship with somebody. You know what I mean? You take the good with <laughs> yes, the bad. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, and if you don't like it, then you move on, you do whatever, but, like, and it's, it's again, a term that I haven't heard in a million years that used to be very uh, thrown around was, this is a children's party game, you know? If you're looking for the most objective, uh, competitive experience, I don't know, fight somebody, or, uh, you know, there's a million other different things that is a better way to compete than, than Melee. Because Melee is, you know, at its core, it is fun. It's, a, again, a children's party game. Uh, so I try not to take it super seriously, and that's never been my MO. And I get nowadays where people, like, they really need, like, results and winning to, like, feel like their time is being uh, used properly. And I don't know. That's, that's never been my thing. But, uh, and, like, how are you going to tell somebody, like, no, I think uh, the way prior court priority works right now is good, or I think Wispy is fine, you know what I mean? I, I look out for these things, what can you? It's like, I get that somebody who makes their living, like money, money, money ruined Melee for me, <laughs> because you can't reason with somebody who's like, I lost and got this place because of this place because of this freak thing happening where a shy guy messed with me, and I lost money because of RNG, and I'm like, I get what you're saying. That's hard to, you know, argue against, but I just like, I don't know. Like, how do you, when you, you laser focus on money, you're all about the money. I'm about the game, baby. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that shit. There's a tree out there with beautiful exposed roots. The branches stretch high into the sky and it seemingly came out of nowhere and it's like why is there a tree here there's nothing else around it how does how is it here it's just a beautiful little thing that just came out of nowhere and somebody walks up and goes these roots are not really well organized let's uh let's fix these you know i feel like we should really trim back some of this stuff you can see that some of these branches are like intertwining wrong and it'll look better if we trim it the more you start messing with it, you take you take some steps back again, and you go, "Oh, this isn't the same thing. This is this is a now lifeless, over over controlled over um, over whatever, and it's not the same thing anymore." I always think of melee as a tree in that in that sense, and by always, I mean I've never compared melee into a tree until now. So this is the first <laughs> brand new time of of uh, trying the comparison where. I think of the beginning where we were using different discs with 1.0, 1.01, and 1.02, and uh, nobody knows what potentiometer this, that, or snapback that, and everybody's going, wow, this game is surprisingly deep for for what's supposed to be a, yes, a children's party game rated for T. (laughs) And... Over the course of history, seeing how the meta advances every time something about the game is addressed, and I always would have looked at the possibility of of it not feeling the same. But I think because it changes so slowly, for me in particular, I don't I don't perceive that change as much as I probably should. At Ludwig's Smash Inventational, people are complaining about 
well, having old, outdated fob controller boards, that's probably on you. But the point is, is that if you're if you're dealing with those kind of issues, and if you get the controller right, you can now do these incredible, crazy things while competing. That that's great. Um, those sets were at the at the most recent tournaments and Smash Summit 14 as well were amazing. I don't think that you see that level of high consistent powered melee if everything were set back to 2001. Um, like if you could transport us all backwards, but we had to use non-modified controllers and 1.02 as God intended and play on Poke Floats, you would not see that. But I don't know, you would still see something amazing. You gotta let me finish. You would still see something amazing because first of all, Pokefloat's super fun. Shouts out to Legs. I I really I really think that there's there there are two different there are two different different games, but most people do perceive it as one game. I usually perceive it as one game, but when I think about it, I go, Mute City at the off season. The most fun I had watching a tournament all year, I think. You know, the stuff like that. I'll let you take over now. Yeah, no. Uh, what you were saying about, like, you know, we the the gameplay right now is, like, super high level. and the, But, like, the way that people talk about these, like, controllers now, it's like, oh, yeah, I bought this $500 controller. And, uh, <laughs> it, it works great for a week, and now I can't even dash. And it's like, okay, are we really seeing real high-level melee? Because there's probably a lot of mistakes that we're not, you know, like, they're just rolling with the mistakes of their $500 controller that is now a little off caliber where it's just, I, I, abate and me have the exact same uh philosophy when it comes to controllers like ignorance is bliss you know i don't need i i laugh at everybody who spent that much money on a controller and now it doesn't work because it's just like you know you're you're trying to get a leg up on the competition on something that uh, is you know barely tested and barely like you know it's just it's frankenstein-esque it's 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 unnatural just you know I play silver controllers right out of the box. That's it. Straight up. You know, that's that's the only thing I've ever played on. Because, like, I at least I know, for the most part, like, you know, it goes through phases of being good at stuff, bad stuff, whatever. Like, I've lived through the lifetime of, like, you know, five controllers. But that was always my thing, you know. But, yeah, uh, the gameplay, it, I don't know. It, I can... I can it's a shame that we we got to wrap up because I I could talk forever about anything I could talk about controller stages anything like I I have I'm so engulfed in melee it's it's so, such a big part of my life I don't think I'll ever quit I just hope like we can hold on to what we have for the time being because I do like my nightmare is battlefield only like we're gonna get rid of well FD is bad because of it's flattened blah 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 and we're gonna kill all the you know what's if everything's frozen, what's the point? Like Battlefield, the better tries to stay flat. I'm like, let's only play Battlefield. That's, that's my worst nightmare. Because like people always think about, uh, and we're gonna throw it back to sports here. We're gonna people always think about like their uh, relationship with the game and the rules, and it's just like in sports, rules only change to better the viewing experience. I mean, not only, but for the most part, like think about baseball. Baseball is a, you know, hundreds of years old game. Uh, and now they're kind of seeing a decline in viewership. So they're doing these things to help, you know, to the detriment of the players. Uh, let's talk about pitchers. 
they're cracking down on the stuff on their hands uh, to like get more spin on the ball. They're moving the mound back so that there's more space in between the mound and uh, the batter so that they have more time to see and get the ball in play right. and be more exciting. And if players made the rules, I mean, like they're only going to act in their own self-interest. Right. It, it's same thing, same thing with melee. So, you know, I get why a wobbling is banned because to a spectator, well, I want to. I want to sing in a crowd every time somebody wobbles. Uh, Are you kidding me? You were talking yeah. about that earlier, and I wanted to take a sidebar and go. We got to talk about the songs we can sing. That's right for sure. But uh, yeah, so I get why a wobbling was banned because you know it's not that great for viewership. People like don't like it. That's why that got banned. Ice climbers were the eighth best character in the game. Like they never won like a major like that. That's what I'm uh, saying. Why are you banning well, wobbling? Yeah, why are we haven't won a major? Like, we don't like yeah, that's exactly it. Just like sports. Uh, so that's why I'm always weary of like these changes that top players really are pushing because they're acting, I feel like, in their best self-interest because they got to make a living and make money and this and that. And I, and I get that too. But like, I wish there was a better way to pull what spectators like feel like because I have a hard time believing that spectators like frozen stadium over unfrozen stadium there's there's something about like uh like if you think about here's another sport uh football some uh teams play outside some play on turf sometimes it rains sometimes it snows uh you're always watching two teams deal with the same shit uh but they're adapting to it and they're overcoming it and that's the same thing with like you know a big mountain popping out of pokemon stadium Let's see how these players play this. And it's interesting for the spectators uh, because we get to see this isn't just happening to one player. I mean, people like, well, oh, well, Fox will shine me in the tree. If a fox can get you in that position, that fox is, first of all, godlike. You're, you're going to now when that, that big rock comes out of Pokemon Stadium and I'm Peach, I'm like, OK, I know exactly where I don't want to be. Yep. Obviously. You know, so if a fox puts me there, that's crazy. First off, I'm doing everything I can to avoid that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's always interesting to see, and I feel like we we lose a little bit of melee. So, I uh, don't know. My proposal, because uh, I could talk about stadium forever, too. Uh, I'll try to wrap this up for all of us. But, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, stadium, if we're going to do this half and half thing where it's legal here and it's legal there, uh, I don't know about, you know, where you play locally or like most places, like, I feel like it should be legal at a local level always, because what is the point of a local if not to prepare you for the bigger tournament at hand? Uh, mm. Like, who who cares who's the most objectively good player in uh, Nebraska, <laughs> who cares? you know, whatever. We're back on because the who cares Mm-hmm. It literally doesn't matter until you get to uh, the big house and you're playing on uh, a, a stage that you can't play on. Like where I am in my life, as since I can't really play it on Slippy and my local doesn't run it, uh, I I don't really have a way to play. I mean, I've been playing for a million years. I know I know all the tricks. When I went to Riptide, I had so much fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Playing on, I couldn't get enough. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. I just, you know, I try to conserve what melee, you know what I mean? 
that I knew, and I think it's just so special. There's so many little details, and it keeps it fresh. And it's the spectator that I feel like is going to lose the way that I see Melee going. Well, I we already know what happens to games like Smash 4, where they only play on town and city. I As soon as... I, I watched Smash 4 Top 8's live for a minute there, couldn't do it after like the second or third time of just going, I really want to see MK Leo win, but do I want to see him play this stage every single game or Pokemon Stadium 2 every game in Ultimate? Because I feel like that stage is quite well used. Very well used. Too well used. Here's what I did after off season. I added Hitcheride and I said, thank you for running this tournament. Please, if you can, we would love to be back. We'd love to... We'd love to represent this event again and and do the thing because they did things that most. I don't want to be mean to melee tos because they're just trying to do the thing like everybody else is. But why are we all trying to do the same thing again? I, I like right. this idea where where you got different stages coming back into the fold because if somebody really wants to try and be degenerate, I want to see that in glorious HD in front of thousands of Twitch viewers all you know doing the Keck W in chat because that's just as hilarious or awesome to see as seeing a cool combo on uh, battlefield by the way nightmare material battlefield with the ledges fixed that's true nightmare material listen all right we're gonna i i know that we're like wrapped up on time the only fix that battlefield needs is for if you're gonna fix it which you should whatever but people talk about it all the time the only fix that i want to see from battlefield is making the model look like the ledge actually is because there's not really that wall there that you think is there, and that's why you get battlefielded, right? Uh, it's kind of like a like if you look at the outline of the actual like things that you can touch, right? That's the thing that we need to fix. You know what I mean? Make it look like it actually is. And here's another thing about battlefield: people love battlefield. Oh, feels great. Uh, I think a reason people like battlefield is because that ledge is fucked up. And it makes people have to recover in a specific way. And when they have limited recovery, oh man, I'm hitting my edge guards on Battlefield. I'm kind of untouchable right now. <laughs> no, you don't even know that you're taking advantage of the thing that you say you hate. So let's let's throw that out there. A little hot take. Uh, we like Battlefield uh, because it makes you recover in a certain way because not everything. Yeah. So that's that. People hated him because he spoke the truth. Bring back items. I'm kidding. So let's get in the direction of closing up. Let's do that. You know, PGH Carol, we'll have to, Pittsburgh Carol, we'll have to, Nick, we'll have to get you back on another time. PGH Nick Carol. Sorry, I'm I'm having fun. We'll have to get you back on another time. Down the line in the future, we'll have more Melee to react to and see how, how far the Terminator machine of making Melee bland and unwatchable goes. But I, I, I have faith. I believe in the people. Uh, as long as as long as people like Mango can make people look silly on those on those tournaments where you get to have Unfrozen Stadium, I believe. Anyway, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Please tell the people if they want to find you where they can find you. Well, if if Twitter.com survives the night, mm. which <laughs> I don't want to like date and put a time on this like podcast, it should be eternal. But uh, that's what people are talking about. But you can follow me on Twitter uh, at OGirlNC. Um, 
I don't really stream too much. I, I have a hard time juggling projects. Uh, something I, I used to stream these, uh, something like uh, you do, like a little like uh, sit down with somebody in a 99 stock match. Uh, I want to get back into those. I think I might, but I, I struggle juggling projects. So you can follow my Twitch, but I'm not going to go live for another year and a half, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah. The combo videos that you're so well known for seem to be on the PGH oh. Smash channel. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, yeah, so I can just look at that. Uh, PGH Smash and uh, PGH Carol on uh, YouTube. Uh, like I said, it's probably not going to see stuff for a while I the way be, that I do yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I try to put substance into my stuff and it only comes out every couple of years. But uh, you, when you see it, you'll see it. And again, you know, <laughs> we got we got big plans, so... I'll tell you what, though, it is hard to find the playlist on the PGH Smash YouTube channel to find, to to find this, uh, this find these. Uh, there's got to be a playlist of your combo videos somewhere. I guess I want to link something, so I will eventually find what I want to link so that the people can see your glorious combo videos. In the meantime, though, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on uh, Bottom of Smash Mountain. To those who are still listening or watching, all that fun stuff. You're already here, so you probably know where you need to go, but the description is where you can go to see more of this. So, link tree, all that stuff down below. But please check out PGH Carol because maybe you can put a bid on something that can be entirely yours. And it's not, it's, it's like it, the possibility of this being a thing, whether it happens or not, you want to make sure that you're following PGH Carl on Twitter and the such. So please go, yeah. please go check Nick out. In the meantime, we will see y'all next time. Let's play the intro. Stick around, Nick, because I need to get you for thumbnails, okay? You got it. All right, see everybody. Say goodbye, Nick. See ya. <laughs>